LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Thank you for tuning in. Stephen Doyle here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. Sligo Rovers boss John Russell looks ahead to a battle with the hoops and hopes the government is watching what's happening in the League of Ireland. Hopefully the government see what's happening on the ground. Um, what we've done is incredible really with the resources we've had over the last number of years. So imagine what we can do if we get the backing. Bohemians remain top and midfielder Adam McDonald doesn't need to worry about pressure from coaches or supporters. He gets enough of that at home. So being back living at home in my outfit, it's been deadly to be fair, but <laughs> yeah, he's a Bowers fan his whole life, so he's obviously probably as proud as I am playing for the club, but oh uh, yeah, when I'm not doing well, I come back and I like, get in the air off him. <laughs> In the first division, Finn Harps boss Dave Rogers feels his season is going to plan. Where we are now, I think, is probably where we, we'd expected. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put us any higher, and I definitely wouldn't have put us any lower. And Cove Ramblers whippersnapper Lee Stacey hopes to be keeping goal for a very long time. I only started really playing as a first, first team goalkeeper when I was 25, 26 so I'm still only at the beginning of my career if, if I'm being honest and I feel I could easily play into my 40s On match day 11 in the Premier Division Derry City got their title challenge back on track reclaiming second place with a 3-1 win at Cork City with two very important goals Michael Duffy scored on his first start after that long spell out injured and then moments later so he plays the ball forward to substitute Colin Whelan Colin Whelan skips past Gilchrist and he plays a lovely ball in around the corner for Graydon Graydon 1-1 one one here with Cork Graydon takes a shot Cork oh. makes the save still Graydon though plays the ball back across still there for Derry oh. City and it is three Colin Whelan just on as a substitute. Derry boss Rory Higgins waxed lyrical about Whelan on the podcast last week and I'm sure he was singing all the way home after that cameo appearance. Goals from Paddy Kirk and Declan McDade helped Bohemians win 2-0 at Drogheda United and extend their lead at the top to five points. Drogs were leapfrogged by Dundalk into seventh after Rayon Tullock scored late to earn a 1-1 draw for the Lily Whites away to 10-man Shelburne who are now sixth. St. Patrick's Athletic are down to fourth spot after a 2-0 home defeat to champion Shamrock Rovers. The second at Inchicore, a rasper and a first goal since prodigal son Trevor Clark made his return. Clark, steaming for Chenny's inside, Clark! Oh my goodness, what a what goal unbelievable Clark! The champions are up to third place while Sligo Rovers got back to winning ways and into the top half of the table after a 3-1 home win against UCD. That man, Max Mada, has surpassed last season's tally to reach eight goals after only 11 matches and he was outscored on the night by German Fabrice Hartmann. So on match day 12 in the Premier Division, with the bank holiday this weekend, there's two rounds of fixtures and leaders Bohemians play the bottom two teams in the table, both of whom they've beaten 2-1 this season. UCD entertained Declan Devine's men on Friday night before Cork City make the trip to Dalymount Park. The Gypsies have suffered three defeats this season, but have bounced back from each one with a win, most recently following up the defeat to St. Patrick's Athletic with a win in Drogheda. Midfielder Adam McDonnell feels it's a good trait, but can't become a habit. Oh yeah, definitely. Every the three games we've lost this year, we have bounced back. Um, I think two of them have been good. That's been Friday, and Monday. Obviously, the derby against Rovers was the Friday night, and then we knew we had Derry up in the Brandywell on the Monday. So 
it's probably a good thing that you didn't have all week to kind of be thinking into it and dwelling on it. We kind of did have to obviously park it on the Saturday morning. We looked at clips that we could have done better on, but then the focus did straight away go to Derry on the Monday, for example. So it's obviously been good that we bounced back from it, but you don't want to get into a habit of when you lose a game, you just think you're going to win the next one. You just have to get that consistency and hopefully not lose as much as we can. McDonald's stats so far this season show he's made an impressive 40 ball recoveries and 13 interceptions, something the squad has worked on improving this season. We went in pre-season and obviously with the new group of players and stuff, it's the way we want to play this year. So obviously we want to be on the ball as good as we can, but we know when we lose it, the first probably 5-10 seconds is like vital to get the ball back. So it's obviously kind of pressing from the front foot. So um, sometimes, yeah, I just kind of go for it and sometimes you get caught out in ways you probably shouldn't press, but it's something in my game that I like doing. So obviously it's worked out a good few times this year, but it's something that we work on as a team. When the attackers are having the ball just in the back of your mind, think if they lose it here, you can counter press and kind of catch them on the brakes. Playing that way means that tackling becomes a fine art. I think last year, the year before, I think I had 12, 13 yellow cards. So it's part of my game that... Um, I obviously like doing that side of the game, the defensive side. So, obviously, think of the first two games of the season had two yellow cards. So, you're kind of thinking into it as well um, when you're kind of trying not to go to the ground as much. But sometimes it kind of works out for you and sometimes it doesn't. But you kind of have to back yourself that when you're going to press that the player's not expecting it as he thinks that he's just won the ball back and he'll have time. So, Oh yeah, it's something that we work on, as I said, but yeah, it's been obviously going good enough. That's paid off with McDonald picking up three yellow cards in 11 appearances, but there's one area of his game he admits he needs to improve. He scored three league goals for Sligo Rovers last season and scored one for Bowes in the 3-2 defeat to the Saints, but he wants more. It's one thing that I need to work on, definitely, is um, like on the ball, I love being on the ball and stuff, passing and stuff like that, Was I enjoy doing that, but I do need to get more goals and assists, I know that myself. Um, but like the stats that have been going around, a lot of being tackling the recoveries and stuff, I don't mind that. Once the lads in front of me and stuff are scoring again, the assist, but it's something that I do need to work on. And if I get more goals and assist me game, then my game's only going to get better. So it's something that I do need to work on. And that's where I am at the moment, yeah. Bohemian supporters will be expecting ahead of a double header against the bottom two, but McDonald explains why they're awkward fixtures. When we played UCD at home last time, I remember they went one goal up. And then obviously Cork, we've seen some game like they scored four up in talent. So if we know how good they are as a team, obviously we went up to Turner's Cross to start the season before a good performance. Last 20 minutes was a bit of a shaky one, Joe. You know I mean, they, they're going to get the balls in the box and they even long throw-ins, they slow the game down. So now we know obviously we're doing well, we're top of the table at the moment and fans will expect us to win the games because they're like in the bottom two at the moment or whatever but we know ourselves that we have to do as a team and we can't let our standards drop if you want to do something this year and it's about going out and getting the win hopefully Second place fourth as St. Patrick's Athletic make the trip to play Derry City a side they drew 1-1 with in February at Inchicore and they've played out seven draws in their last 12 league meetings in Derry just one away win in that run There's a loud derby at Oriel Park between two sides that are hard to separate they start the night on 13 points each and Drogs will hope to avenge their 1-0 defeat at Weavers Park last month Shelburne start the night five points clear their guests at Tolga Park after a run of four undefeated. Cork City are looking to avoid a third defeat on the spin while they also lost 2-0 at home to Shells in their last meeting. Those matches all kick off at 7.45 on Friday before the 8 o'clock kick-off at Tallis Stadium. 
Sligo Rovers boss John Russell's gearing his troops up for two matches in Dublin City this weekend. Ahead of those games, Russell gave his reaction to the news of the FAI's report submitted to the government that questions the funding handed over to Horse and Greyhound Racing. The 37-year-old started playing in the league 20 years ago and segued into coaching at the showgrounds, so no better man to ask. He points out that everyone involved in the league has taken it to a really good level with scant resources. And now's the time for the government to back the domestic game yeah I, I think what needs to happen is they need to invest um, you know we, we haven't had it for years and you hear about that the, the betting tax and stuff and it should be um, bring friends towards the, the FEI and, and to the League of Ireland we're, we're trying to develop academies and, and you know the, the days of players going across the, to England and, and us handing them over to the academies over there I think it'd be such an opportunity now with what's happening across the board in, in, in our country and um, you see the the gates are going up, the, the interest in the league and I feel if we get proper investment, we don't have enough full-time staff in the academies, even at first-team level, your hands are tied an awful lot. Uh, I know we're talking more later on about sporting directors and stuff and putting those structures in place. We all know what needs to be done but you need the investment, you need the funds to go and do it and we've got the, the calibre of people in this country to carry that out and you look at the other nations, Croatia and Belgium, all these at the populations and stuff, they put the structures in place, the, the right investments, um, full-time staff in there. and We know what to do, but we just need the money and hopefully the government see what's happening on the ground. Um, what we've done is incredible, really, with the resources we've had over the last number of years. So imagine what we can do if we get the backing. On the pitch, Russell's first full season in charge has gone well so far. After the win against the students, they're in the top half with 16 points after 11 games. You know, in terms of our review after whatever 11 games in, a lot of the performances have been very good um, for such a new team and, you know, brought in 10 new players. And for us reviewing the games, you know, there's, there's aspects where, yeah, we know we need to improve on, but I suppose you have to make those mistakes. And when you have young players, like our age profile of the team would be kind of 23, 24 years of age. So you're developing these young players so they're not the finished article. We don't have... 29, 30-year-olds that have, have been there, done it, won, won championships. So that's par for the course. Um, but I'm very happy with the group we've assembled and I, I do think we'll get stronger as the season progresses. One important member of that group is the league's top scorer with eight goals, Max Matter. We had Max in the building last season and saw the potential he had. And people forget he's only 22 years of age. Um, so with young players, there's always room to develop and grow. And, and that's the thing with Max. He's, he's open to... Um, to getting better he's, he's willing to listen and learn and you know we spent a lot of time with him individual meetings watching his games and his clips back and where he could improve and he worked extremely hard in the off season and conditioned his body that he could play week in week out and you know he's hit the ground running and in fairness the, the team has done really well to create the chances for him and he's been in the positions but you know I think there's more to come from Max Another important player for Rovers has been 22-year-old attacker Fabrice Hartmann who has three goals and an assist so far this season Hartmann is a former German underage international on loan from Leipzig where he scored a lot in the underage side so how did Russell manage to get a Bundesliga player to the west of Ireland? A lot of hard work uh, getting the calibre of him into the building um, you know spent a lot of time over the last number of years kind of growing a, a network of um, sporting directors and, and scouts and stuff and uh, I would have used and it all came into the, the, the media there recently around Transfer Room um, it's, a, it's a platform that you can access uh, to different clubs sporting directors and I would have contacted Red Bull around uh, Fabrice and his agents and spent a lot of time during the summer around June 
when I got the job in Sligo, trying to convince him and his representatives that Sligo was the platform that could, uh, or a club that could give him that platform to resurrect his career because he was, I suppose, sitting at a big club in Europe where he wasn't playing um, with the first team. And I felt that the skill sets he had and, and you know, the profile of our league, young players that were getting moves abroad, that we could get him in and, and you know, get the best out of him. And thankfully, we've been able to convince him to come to the club and uh, he's done really well so far. Russell takes his team to Inchicore on Monday afternoon, but first up, it's Shamrock Rovers, with whom they drew 1-1 on the opening night. The Hoops had Roberto Lopez sent off that evening, but they're a different prospect now. You know, we know the, the strengths of Shamrock Rovers. They have a top squad, again, experienced, league winners, good age profile and... You know, that hasn't um, happened overnight either. You know, it's they've built it. Um, it's two or three years before they won their first trophy. And I think is it's maybe six years now, Stephen Bradley's in the job and he's doing really, really well and getting to the group stage last year. So we know going up there, it's it's a hard place to, to get three points. But I feel if we're at our best and we've shown glimpses this year when, you know, even 45 minutes against Shells up in Dublin, we were excellent. Um, but it's putting that 90-minute performance together and hopefully that'll come on Friday night. So, a quick reminder of the Monday matches on match day 13 at 3 o'clock. St. Patrick's Athletic kick-off at home to Sligo Rovers. At 5, it's Bohemians at home to Cork City. Shelburne away to Drogheda United. And UCD entertain Dundalk. At 7.15, there's a big clash at the Ryan McBride Brandywell Stadium where Derry City plays Shamrock Rovers. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On match day 10 in the first division... What a week it's been for Waterford, who enjoyed two four-goal hauls, although head coach Keith Long wasn't happy after the 4-3 win at Athlone Town, as they had led 4-0. We can see that some poor goals, and defensively we were we were found wanting in the second half. And to be fair, not that we didn't deserve to win the game, but we weren't necessarily hanging on in the end, but it should never come to that point where... We could see it, three really cheap goals and defensively the team are questioned. So um, lots of areas to work on, lots to improve upon. The Athlone players paid heed to Long's comments and went to Markets Field and 1-4-1 against Treaty United in the rescheduled match last Monday. Ronan Coughlin bagged a hat-trick after his four goals in Athlone to shoot to the top of the league scoring charts with 12. Waterford are now seven points behind Galway United, who beat Kerry 4-1 at Mount Hawk Park to make it 10 wins from 10. A resurgent Finn Harps continue their climb up the table after making it back-to-back wins with a 1-0 away victory against Wexford to go sixth in the table. The other two matches on Friday night ended 1-1, with Longford Town hosting Bray, who remained third, ahead of Cove Ramblers, who drew at home against Treaty United. On match day 11 in the first division, could Finn Harps break into the playoff places this week? They'll need to beat Longford Town at home on Friday or draw and hope that Athlone Town, who have the same amount of points, don't get any. Athlone are at home on Friday night against Wexford. The South East Club have won five of the last seven of their meetings, but Athlone's last win last September was on their own patch. Back to Harps and their boss Dave Rogers demonstrated this week why his players are willing to spill their guts for him on the pitch every week. Goalkeeper Tim Heimer sadly lost his grandfather earlier this month and Rogers travelled to Germany this week with his assistant Darren Murphy to show their support for their player at the funeral. If anybody needed to have a question, commitment, player commitment for this group of players and this club, I've only got to look at Tim Heimer, our goalkeeper. You know, it was a sad day away at Kerry when his grandfather passed away. 
and I was trying to get him home and miss the game and he was adamant he didn't want to let his teammates down didn't want to let the fans down and he didn't want to let me down and I'm like Tim he's like Gaffer no you know so those little things is what makes culture after dropping 10 points from their last four matches, Harps have turned things around, winning the last two games after a draw previous to that. But the ever-positive Rogers puts an even better slant on that recent run. One defeat in eight games, you know, so you build that momentum. But there's, trust me, there is no easy games in this league. Absolutely not. And if you take your foot off the pedal, you can be punished. And one thing the boys know is that I demand the maximum effort. It's a, it's a non-negotiable for me. Maximum effort, otherwise they won't play. But we get that in abundance of this group. Unusually, there's also double headers in the first division as well. And Harps entertain the Midlands clubs with Athlone Town coming on Monday night after the Longford Town match. Rogers won't even consider the Monday game just yet. It's a cliche, I know that, one game at a time. But that's the way it has to be. It was like that when I was a player. And it's like that since I've been a manager for the last 12, 11, 12 years. That you, you, you can't look any further than your next opponent. We go from Longford, big game Friday, and then you go into the, a quick turnaround against Athlone. Athlone, I think they were 4-0 down against Waterford and they get three back. So it just shows you that you know, if you're not switched on, if you're not prepared and you're, you're not giving teams the respect that they deserve, then you'll be punished. So for us, it's, it's again just approaching the Longford Town game first and foremost. Um, we'll welcome Stephen and Gavin and all their players and fans and we expect a really tough game because they will they will come to Finn Park and try and make it difficult. The match in Bally Buffet is the only 8pm kickoff on Friday night with the other four down to start at 7.45. Second plays third at the Carlisle Grounds where Bray Wanderers have not been beaten this season after four matches. They only dropped points there in a draw against Longford Town but Kerry, Wexford and Athlone Town have all lost away to the Seagulls. That said, Waterford have won four out of four on the road. The bottom two in the division meet at Markets Field. Treaty United have lost two and drawn one since their only win of the season earlier this month. But they do welcome a Kerry team that has yet to win in their maiden season. The last Friday night game to look ahead to is the meeting of leaders Galway United and Cove Ramblers. This was a top-of-the-table clash when they met on St. Patrick's Day when the tribesmen won 2-0 in Cork. The Rams have managed just one win since and have lost two of their last three matches. Goalkeeper Lee Stacey told LOI Match Day that all three opponents gave them really tough challenges, but he admits that the side need to address their own issues to get back on track. We need to kind of just get back to... I think nullifying mistakes. I think the teams who make the least mistakes in this league will do the best. And you look at Galway and how um, shrewd they are, and they the, don't cough up many chances at all. And um, whereas I've been quite busy in most of the games, so I think if we can just nullify the mistakes, as I said, we will be able to focus more on our attacking game and like the lads we have in those areas in both ends of the pitch and fairness. But the attacking players we have are really good. So if we can keep the chances to a minimum, then we have more of an opportunity to, to play in those attacking areas. Stacey is one of the top keepers in the country and the Cork Club are his sixth and it's given him the chance to continue with his Masters while also teaching. He's a very busy man but loves playing and envisages continuing his footballing career for a long time to come. As this year came about I was a little bit worried that I might have to take a break because of the studies like doing a Masters in Trinity College for teaching and it's just really intense but I didn't want to have to do that. I want to stay in the league consecutive, consecutively for as long as possible. So I believe I'll be able to play into my 40s. I keep myself quite fit. Um, 
touch wood I've never had really many many injuries that have kept me out for a period of time and I consider myself like I only started really playing as a first first team goalkeeper when I was 25, 26 so I'm still only at the beginning of my career if, if I'm being honest and I feel I could easily play into my 40s Despite the recent dip in form Stacey and Co remain in fourth position in the table which is a huge turnaround from last season Stacey has enjoyed working under manager Shane Keegan and his assistant Fran Rocket To be fair to the management um, we were sent out with a, with a plan for every game and we, we studied the opposition like really well so we we can't ever say we don't know what we're doing. If things aren't going right, a lot of it is on the players. So um, the management provides with the tools, but at the same time, it allows um, a lot of a lot of t- team input as well. So it's not just this is the only manager and that's it. Like it's a it's a real group thing. And to be honest, uh, I think it's working very well overall. Like you look at Cove last year, finished bottom of the bottom of the league. It's it's only early days, but the trans the transformation already is really good. So we're looking to just build on that and, and keep uh, progressing every week. So Galway United away, ten games played, ten won, thirty three goals scored, and just four conceded. That must feel like the most daunting of tasks. Absolutely not. There's no fair factor for us at all. The way we see it, Galway, Waterford, two full time teams, and even Bray are obviously. We we kind of looking at them for the top three. There's five other teams maybe battling for the other two positions. So we're not too concerned. We'll go out. We'll enjoy the game. I think they beat us two 0 at home. They had two. We had made a mistake and we switched off them for the other goal. So I don't, I don't think there was much in in that game at all. And that was us playing playing really below par. So hopefully we can uh, improve in that game and. Like they, they can't keep winning every week, I don't think. So uh, hopefully we can be the team to stop them. On Bank Holiday Monday, the Finn Harps versus Athlone Town matches an 8 o'clock start while the rest kick off at 7.45. Leaders Galway United go to Longford Town. Waterford entertain neighbours Wexford at the RSC. Kerry make the two-hour spin to St. Coleman's Park to play Cove Ramblers. And at the Carlisle grounds, Bray Wanderers play Treaty United. That's a wrap for the latest edition of LOI Match Day. Now, unfortunately, I'll be on annual leave next week, but I will be back to watch all the following week's action and I will return with a new edition of the podcast in two weeks' time. Thank you again for listening. Spread the word. Safe travels to the match and I'll speak to you soon. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball 103.4.